tournament games, preseason tournaments all around the country. We're going to uh, dive into some of those as the week goes along. Great games. We don't have lines on all of them as of yet because a couple of the teams like Texas U just played. Texas U should be a pretty fantastic just happened. So there's like a lines out. But uh, this slate is it's not the, the, the slate of the big games getting into it, which I think is uh, what you're most how we find value in the rougher games, the little-known games, games where there might be a lot of value just no one's paying attention to everyone's paying attention. And it makes it harder to find value there. So, so there are some games that are a little off the path here. Yeah, and that's what I go for. As we've talked about before, I, I do a little bit more model watching than I do college basketball watching. And, and so, you know, the model does not discriminate with whether it's, you know, UConn and Texas or if it's, let's just say, Milwaukee instead. Um, <laughs> the, the model uh, sideline does not care, and therefore I do, I do not care. So I just want to talk about where I think there's value and not necessarily how entertaining the game is going to be because, who uh, oh boy, none of these games are going to be very entertaining. Yeah, it's, it, it, but it is sometimes fun to watch terrible basketball, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, as long as it's not like there's a level where it gets so bad, I'm thinking of watching IUPUI, a couple of years ago, we watched a yeah. lot of them play like yeah. Friday, at like eleven a.m. Yeah. or something. Yep, and and that was some rough, rough basketball. Yeah. As long yeah. as it's not that bad. Yeah, was was that the the COVID year or was that the year after that? Where at one point they had like seven players. Like I, that, that's what I remember. I think that was the same year. I think it was the year mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. big crazy COVID year that mm-hmm. when like you know nobody saying that sort of thing. I think yeah. it was the year after that. So there were still some like shutdowns from it, but it wasn't quite mm-hmm. as bad. And I think that was also the year that they ended up at the end of the season where they only had, I think they had like five players yeah. by the time you get to conference tournament. Um, yeah. So thankfully, hopefully these are a little bit of the last one we have is a, is a doozy folks. Uh, yeah. So, Charleston, <laughs> uh, yeah. But we will cover some bigger games on the show uh, over time, moving forward, et cetera. But you know, that's not what we have here. Today, we have what we think are some good money-making opportunities. And we'll recap here what happened on Sunday. Cousin Jared, I explained this to our Discord, made a slight tweak in the model a couple of days ago after being disappointed with the A-grade performance. N- nothing major, just a-, a little bit of trying to make sure that the priors were, were honed in correctly. This is a player-based model, but uh, the player-based model came about in the middle of last season. So I know how to, how to, how to balance the priors. When we have half a season worth of data, I didn't quite know at the beginning, and, and I think it got a little bit – it was a little bit rough around the edges. And mm-hmm. so just a little bit of a tweak there, and I'm really optimistic with what we've seen since then. And, and you see here, we actually have taken 10 A-grade picks here on Sunday. Every single one of them was an underdog. Mm-hmm. And we generally lean that direction. All of them were money line underdogs and five and four, but yet up six units. Mm-hmm. Almost one asterisk or one still playing right now is at halftime that is over plus 200 and, uh, you know, hanging in there for us. So uh, really pleased with that. And that's hopefully what we will continue to do here is go 500 with a bunch Mm -hmm. of dogs and we'll sprinkle some favorites in there. We kind of did this with the NFL as well. If you're not with us in the NFL, who boy, you need to make sure you are because with the Sunday night game still to finish, um, we are what eight no this week in the NFL, and most of the time in the NFL, we've been taking more dogs and going like you know six and three and making a ton of money with the dogs. This week, we took way more favorites and just decided we'll just win them all. They're yeah. losing the and that's what happened with college basketball. The same thing. Yeah. We'll have we'll take some random favorites. We took a, a big favorite last week in Kansas. We'll do a few of that, but 
yeah. two more dogs. Because uh, Jared, what do you have to add to uh, that that monologue? This entire season, with I, I've been thinking, you need to be here for NFL. You know, it's done so well. You need to be here to enjoy enjoy the profits. Less than a dollar a day, you get all this great information, and it's gotten to the point where I feel like I just need to be like, look. However well we have done on the NFL this year, it's not sustainable. Uh, like I am almost to the point of being able to admit that it's not yeah. sustainable. Yeah. So uh, it's gone past the point of you need to be here for this to, hey, look, can't expect this all the time. Like it has just been so, so good. I really thought that after about three weeks ago, I, I we had a really good week and I was like, we just are not going to be able to sustain this level of performance. And then lo and behold, again, eight no. With, with two games left and, yeah, and crazy and, and, and I, I think it was a great just juxtaposition because we were talking about personal ROIs in the two sports and your ROI on Sunday was your profits were probably pretty similar and your ROI was about 70% for the mm-hmm. day college basketball and NFL going in yeah. two directions right and college basketball doing it with a couple couple totals and dogs yeah. in the NFL a few more favorites only one dog the only dog we had uh, to win our Packers and, uh, and, a, and a couple of tools, but just two different ways. And you're still kind of landing around that 70% ROI for the day. Yeah. Uh, and those big days like that can really, really help balance out. Uh, again, there's the QR code on screen. You can use the promo code there on screen. You can use the link in the description of the show and you can get $5 off your first month at Dub Club. And uh, again, with the NFL, we can't promise that we'll do this every single week, but it's clearly not going away i really I, you know after four weeks five weeks six weeks seven weeks you know we're still able to continue to, to churn mm-hmm. an, an incredible profit at least as of right now uh, just on sides alone we have a 29 percent roi on the a grades and it's 57 picks so that's not mm-hmm. like we're just yeah doing here or there so yeah yep. it's quite a thing over there um otherwise though we'll get to it here Let's start off with the Monday slate with Milwaukee and Stetson. This game is being played in Daytona Beach. Stetson with the A grade nickname of the Hatters. I mean, you cannot mm-hmm. yeah. do much better than that. No. With regards to the actual game, these two teams are pretty similar. It's at a neutral site. Both these teams have to be pretty thrilled playing down in a tournament in Florida. Don't really know what's going to happen. And so plus 125 offers us enough value that, Cousin Joe, do you think it should be a part of our portfolio here on Monday afternoon? Tell us why this is the B grade of all the B grades you chose to include on the show. Well, uh, to your point, yes, uh, Stetson, great, great team nickname for sure. You also said playing in a tournament in in Florida, uh, Stetson located in Florida. And so, you know, not quite as big a travel spot for um, Stetson as it is for Milwaukee. Of course, you could easily convince me that the players from Milwaukee are much more excited to be in Florida um, than those from, from uh, you know, students from Stetson are. But uh, still, a little bit of an easier travel spot for Stetson. Uh, but when you look at it, these offenses, dang near identical. Defenses, dang near identical. Like we said, easier travel spot for Stetson. Sideline makes this literally a pick uh, I mean, we've got 49 and 51% there, but I mean, it makes them a, a dead pick There's four places in your rankings between these two teams. You have Milwaukee number 221, Stetson number uh, 225. I think this is a, an interesting thing to note that in college football, you could have, you know, four places difference 
between two teams. And there would be a, a little bit of difference there. Definitely NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, you know, four, four uh, places would be quite a bit different. Um, in college basketball, you can go four, five, 10, 20, yeah. probably some spot, sometimes like 30 spots, and there'd be literally no yeah, right, difference. Right in the middle. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, there's just a bunch of teams all together. Yes, uh, no measurable difference. And so really that's what I want to emphasize here is no measurable difference um, between these teams absolutely at all. You've got Stetson with an easier travel spot and you're getting plus one and 25 uh, with two teams that are even matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, this is just one of those things that you, you can't pass up. Uh, I think anytime you get an opportunity to get, you know, something like plus 120, plus 125 in a pure toss-up game, you got to take it. So that's the analysis there. Two equal teams and Stetson a little better travel spot getting uh, plus odds. I like it. Yeah, about, about a half hour drive from Stetson to Daytona yeah. Beach. And of course, this is Milwaukee that is in Wisconsin, which uh, there is yes. only one Milwaukee D1. But I yeah. do feel like with the 362 schools, you do have to like always double check on these because obviously Oakland is oh, yeah. in Michigan. And yeah. I, you know, with all the teams coming up and down, like it wouldn't shock me if they're, if I'm missing, forgetting about one where there's like a city and it's like, oh, I forgot. There's Jacksonville State, for instance, right? People think about mm -hmm. Jacksonville State and they think that that's in Florida. That's actually Jacksonville and Alabama. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so you know, I always get to double check. But yes, this is Milwaukee and Wisconsin. It's quite mm -hmm. a haul. Uh, yeah. And so a coin toss game at plus 125 is a nice little afternoon. Be great pick. Check us to the evening slate here. Two games starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. The first one, UMass Lowell and St. Peter's. Because Jerry, we talked, we're really high on this UMass Lowell team. They couldn't quite get it done for us. So close. And so close against Arizona State. If you took the spread, that worked out for you. And I think we talked about Sunday and how well it went. I think it's a great example of, yeah, we lost out taking the money line uh, last time you were on the show and with UMass Lowell and UNT. Both of mm -hmm. them covered the spread. Well, had we taken the spreads on all of these picks on Sunday, five and four, makes you a little bit. It doesn't get you... 70% right. ROI. And so it, it's it's the pros and cons. It's the ups and downs. It's the ebbs and flows. It'll happen. That's why I always say with regards to Moneyliner spread, I have a system of what I do. And so I have make the official picks. I'm telling you what I think is the best thing. Usually the, the value is pretty similar. There's sometimes it's a percent or two difference, which I'm not going to say doesn't matter, but to some extent, you're going to get a better ROI line shopping then you are stressing about money line versus spread. But the line shopping, if I can get an extra half point here, I can save a nickel here, I can save a dime here, that sort of thing. That's going to get you a better return than stressing over spread or money line. So you do whatever you want to do on that one. All that to say, we're not even touching the spread here. We're taking the total under 131. <laughs> Average points in this one, according to sideline, 125. Cousin Jared, I highlighted the uh, totals last week that we started to get really excited about what they're doing. In this model, they are profitable by a decent bit. And then I talked about how I split it into overs and unders, and I split it into big edges and small edges. Lo and behold, big overs, small unders, uh, big unders, small overs, all four of them, they're all profitable. Mm -hmm. The bigger over edges and the bigger under edges are more profitable than smaller, which is what you would hope to have. Mm -hmm. This is one of the big under edges, and the big under edges have done really well this last week. After we've gotten out of that first week of – excitement and everyone playing hard to the end first game back and now we're getting kind of into the swing of things and this is where unders are going to start providing a little bit more value probably they sure have if you've been taking our big under uh, plays of, of what we give out on dub club those highlighted in blue ones and you are just making a killer mm -hmm. and this is one of those of all the totals 
This is the one that you've highlighted. You might throw out another total of the day for us here tomorrow. So you might have one of those. Mm -hmm. Check over on TikTok and Instagram. We'll see. But Cousin Jared, if I had to guess, we have not talked about this game one bit, but if I had mm -hmm. to guess, I would say this under is all about one number. And that number, if you look <laughs> this on screen, is 362. Yes, 362, because that is where St. Peter's ranks in pace um in, in all of college basketball uh they are almost dead last no they're dead uh, last that's it no that's it okay even 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 better see i don't even exactly know how many teams are in division one in basketball so dead last in pace uh umass lowell slightly above average if, if you if you average these together let's just say um you know umass lowell's the better team here let's just say we give them a, a little bump you know we, we we say that uh you know they don't quite meet in the middle that umass lowell kind of controls the pace a little it's, bit it's more. easier it's easier to speed up a team and slow down they're a little better team yeah it, it should it should lean a little bit their direction sure yes um and so still you're looking at a pace of let's say like i don't know 85 or or 90 still a a for sure a lower game i think with a lower pace game uh than average with some potential to go even lower than that the other thing that i was looking at was you're going to get a lot of averageness in this game as far as offense and defense goes except for St. Peter's offense, which is fairly well below average. So not only do you have the pace uh, consideration with St. Peter's there, but also the fact that their offense just isn't that great. UMass Lowell, I'm also wondering, you know, them coming off back-to-back -back games against Georgia Tech, which they won, Arizona State, which we talked about, they, they lost by uh, two points there. I think maybe a little bit of a letdown spot against St. Peter's here. And so, you know, maybe they come out a little slow. I just think there's a lot of ingredients here that, in addition to, to the pace, but, you know, is UMass Lowell really going to get super excited to be playing St. Peter's after the last two games they have played? Uh, I am not 100% sure. So, and if that happens, I think that manifests itself as a low scoring game because if St. Peter's is, is, you know, able to control the first part of the game, um, it's going to be low scoring. So uh, lots of different factors there, but I think under 131 is a steal. This is just too many points for the slowest team. In, in college basketball. And, and I think you make a great point there. And this is one of the things we always talk about. We like picks where we have multiple avenues to the window. And mm -hmm. if UMass Lowell comes out sleepy and struggles on offense, we know St. Peter's is going to struggle on offense. That lends itself to an under. If for whatever reason, UMass Lowell is excited to play somebody that's a lot weaker and really show their dominance and kicks the crap out of St. Peter's, you have to imagine that that could manifest itself into a uh, last 10 minutes of the game with a grand total of like 17 points because you yeah. know, might be up by 30 in that world yeah. if that were the case. And St. Peter's, you know, is it going to likely be able to score and they're not going to play fast enough to want to score. And so it could just become yeah. a game where everybody's just trying to get it over with at the end. And it's almost like in football where you're just running the clock out, you know, yeah. Yeah. That sometimes in college basketball too. So there's a couple of different ways that this could go. Uh, that helps us out. And we've seen in general, it's again easier to speed a team up than slow a team down. But when you have yeah. a team that this far at the bottom, they're into, they are in firmly Charlotte and North Texas territory, which were two mm. strong underpicks here on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's easier to speed a team up, except for sometimes when you get these teams at the very, 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 very bottom, they can't be sped up because they just will not do it offensively. They just, <laughs> they're just like wide open yeah. layup. Nope. We're dribbling to the corner. Cause we got to take 25 seconds. Yeah. And they are great at defense in regards to cutting off easy buckets. And that doesn't mean St. Yeah. Peter's defense is great, but they prevent the easy bucket. And so 
when you get these teams like this at the very, 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 very bottom, it's almost like throw out the rules of how pace tends to work. And that's just going to be the way the game's played. So yep. much better chance this goes under than over. So we're going to go under 131. I'm with you. It's way too high. I should be in the mid 20s. This doesn't mean this game could finish at 110 or 140. And I mean, it's just sports. Right? Yeah. You know, we, get, we, get, we get one observation. We're saying on average, this yeah. should go under. That makes it a good, smart, long term play. And that's what we're banking on here is the long term. We don't know what happens in one game. Our confidence is not in one game until we have responsible betting practices. But in the long run, this is the type of pick that's going to profit us. And speaking of, uh, boy, this one is a doozy here. Charleston Southern and Bethune-Cookman. And my goodness, every rank of these teams is in the 300s. This is going to be terrible basketball. I kind of have to assume that it's not going to be televised. I hope it's not televised, <laughs> but it kind of feels like the first game, the poor man's version of it, except lather, rinse, repeat with better odds, mm-hmm. except for we're making one slight adjustment, which is in this case, sideline says Charleston Southern is the slightly better team, or maybe I should say the slightly less bad team. And mm-hmm. that offsets the home court advantage of Bethune Cookman. And so another literal coin toss Makes plus one forty two a grade value. Cousin Jerry, what do you got? I was as I was going through and picking games. I was you mentioned there were a lot of neutral site games uh, on on this Monday. And one thing that I was looking for is I was really looking for like a home team that was playing a true home game that I could back, and uh, couldn't find one. And so then what I was going to do was, okay, if there is no value on any of the home teams, which I, I think you know may, maybe. Uh, that's kind of insinuating that home court was being overvalued a little bit uh, relative to what to what um, you know sideline has here. Uh, the next thing I want to do is like, can I find a place to fade a bad team? And Bethune Cookman is a bad team, um, and, and Charleston Southern not, nothing to write home about either. Um, but the fact that we're getting them at, at uh, plus one forty two odds uh, is just kind of crazy to me. We we talked about a lot of the teams being kind of smushed together and not much difference in the teams. But Bethune-Cookman is getting home court advantage here, and it's still a toss-up. And, I, I, you know, always outliers, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go on my outlier spiel again, but Bethune-Cookman is getting down to the point, right, rated number 352, according to Sideline, where um, you got to be really bad. To, to be down there. And again, I, I'm not saying that Charleston Southern isn't terrible too. They are just terrible. Um, but, you know, this really bad teams down there. You throw in the home court advantage. It's gonna Even getting that advantage is just a straight toss-up game. So uh, love plus 142 here. Um, I just – it's like, like, like the first game we talked about, just better odds. Better, yeah, better odds, and, and which is always which the difference with the grade. The grade is not about the probability of the bet winning. That is for a money line probability of win. I have that as well, right? It is the difference between the probability that we win and the price we're being offered. As we always talk about, the difference between the sharp and the score play is not the pick; it's the price of the pick, and that is one of the things here. We should be willing to take any team at any time in any situation, as long as the price is right. And as bad as Bethune Cookman is. I would be happy to take them in the right situation. The issue here is that for whatever reason, Bethune Cookman is being favored at some shops in the minus 150, minus 160, minus 170 range. And it's hard to justify that as a money line price for Bethune Cookman against almost anybody they are shit bad. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you said, not that Charles Southern's good. It's just, it's more about neither one of these teams is good. Why am I getting plus 142 for two terrible teams when like, 
either and this is one of those things too. The variance in this game is high. Any one, either mm-hmm. one of these teams could win by 15, and we'd be like, yeah, that's terrible basketball. But yeah. that's the point. Either team could win by 15, and it wouldn't shouldn't shock anybody. Which yeah. is why plus 142 offers us good value because you get to the bottom here, and it's just nonsense. And one team yeah. hits, and one team doesn't. And the effect of one team hitting or one team not hitting like magnifies in here at the bottom because the top that the talent is so close. The benches are so good that like, if one team is like something's happening, they can at least like hang around and you very rarely see just a complete meltdown. But some of these bottom teams, when things don't go right, they just completely melt down. And either one of these teams. Right. So yeah, who the heck knows? Plus 142, just great value. So here's our recap. If you're looking for more picks again, Dub Club is the place to be that sign up link to get you $5 off your first month is in the show description. Here is uh, uh, your 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 first call of the week to join Dub Club. We will have many more, but one of the other things you will get, of course, is college football picks. Cousin Jared, you and I are about to do our college football show. If you're not with us over there, of course, be on the lookout for that. Make sure you watch that. Had a couple good weeks here in college football. Profitable season for the A grades over there. Not quite as good as the, as the NFL, but still good. Uh, and we've got some college football picks about to be coming up, and all of the A-grade picks, all the picks for that already been released to our dub club as well. So uh, a bunch of reasons to be over there between all three of these sports happening. Because of Jared, uh, parting words before we shift into college football mode. No better week to be a part of dub club than Thanksgiving week. You got a couple of days off from work, most likely. Lots of college basketball on, lots of college football Lots of good reasons to ignore the crazy family that you're probably going to be forced to be in close confines with. Uh, again, great week to join Dub Club. Very, very well said. Very well yeah. said. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this episode. You no know, extended cut because we're about to talk about football. So we will see you over on that show. Mm-hmm.